Hey guys, so about today's episode, we kind of recorded like close to two months ago. So um, if we mention like a date or an episode number, then yeah, you know, it's outdated. And a few things I probably would have phrased differently, but you know, you grow, you learn. I still enjoyed today's episode. So hope you guys like it. Hope you guys enjoy and uh, hope you guys stay tuned for more. Welcome back, guys, to episode 11 of The Shaded Youth. Welcome back. And I am here once again, but not really once again, to you. Because <laughs> little did you know, for a lot of the early episodes, I was there behind the camera. As, yes. As Ifad and Shaquille were <laughs> chatting it up. And if you ever see them looking at the camera like a little like confused, it's because I was making faces at them. Just, yeah. just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, well, I didn't finish my intro, but... Thank you for explaining who you are to all the audience out there that at this point, a lot of them probably already know you um, because we do have a small little fan base right now. But (laughs) inshallah, once that grows, they'll uh, they'll know they'll get to know you as well. So as always, my name is Shaquille and uh, I'd like to start off by introducing our special amazing guest because every one of my guests is amazing. And I'll continue to say that before every single episode. Until you guys get sick and tired of it. So get used to it. And uh, yeah, we have the amazing, the spectacular, the uh, ultimate. The ultimate. (laughs) (laughs) That's his self-proclaimed title. The ultimate Rashidul Islam. How are you doing? Wonderful. Um, I'm not actually doing wonderful. Guess what time it is, guys? It is 8 a.m. And do you know when Shaquille woke me up for this? 6 a.m. And do you know what time he said he'd be at my house to do this? 7 a.m. And where are we right now? In my car. And when did it come? <laughs> 7.30, actually. So, really, we start at 8 a.m. now. I'm really tired. My eyes hurt. And, yeah, yeah, I'm doing wonderful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> well, okay. For starters, bro, he was going to be up at 6 anyway. Come on, it's right after Fudger. Man's is like not really that asleep yet he's trying to sleep but you know you know how it goes like you're not really asleep at six o'clock yet right so shaquille is the reason i hate my ringtone what's your ringtone it's just a regular ringtone it's just you keep calling about like okay anything (laughs) now he's 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 really one of my closest friends like that that is what the only reason i can do this really i feel like you only admitted that because you're on camera right now oh yeah that's cool yeah yeah there's Oh, there's my brother. He's just—he's like outside the window, just being like, "Yo, what the heck are you guys doing? We're recording a podcast. Get up the times, old man. Come on." Oh man, are you gonna tell him after? Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is hilarious. This is probably the first time that, uh, because usually I like to record in my room, and it's so embarrassing. I lose like all train of thought if like someone even remotely knocks on the door, or even just like uh, calls my name, because then I'm I'm like, oh shoot, this is like. It's like embarrassing. It's like when you're like when you're like getting into character for something, right? You get all pumped and stuff, and then that fourth wall kind of breaks in front of you, and you just have to like be grounded in reality again. And you're like, well, I'm sitting in my room talking to a screen. Um, and, well, because a lot of the interviews now are through video call because of you know COVID and things like that. But Rash literally lives like five minutes away, so you know, might as well take the opportunity, right? Might as well capitalize on your best friends. Yes, that is true. We, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And the fourth wall, I live for the fourth wall, really. Everything's meta, right? Everything's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hidden joke, or like not a hidden joke, but like an ongoing joke, is is basically that 
every every single i don't know there's like so much psychoanalysis that goes into like every one of our jokes and like memes and things i don't it's it, there's like so many tears to it then anyone outside will just be like what are they talking about because we'll, we'll be referring to another reference of something else that was already a reference of something else and it's, it's just like it's just ongoing right one of uh one of the um one of the guests that we just had well that i just had he'll all right he's he's another close friend of ours and he's he's uh, a <laughs> love him to death but um he's not as like meta right so sometimes you'll like he'll hear these memes or like these jokes and he'll be like what are you guys talking about but you know enough of the enough of the fuss talk let's get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation i'm vegetarian that's fine <laughs> uh we have all options on this menu so let's get into the uh, bean sprouts and celery of this discussion beautifully done thank you rashidu you go to college correct sadly but yeah uh, i do um, okay but if you go to college, isn't there a lot of fitna? <laughs> go outside this fitna, man. We're in, we're, we're, we're in New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My point is, as a college student, there's many temptations around you. And as someone as devilishly handsome as him, or as someone that likes to think I am me, you can you can kind of, you know fall into into some things right there's there's a bunch of avenues that you can take once you're in college because you have that level of extra freedom even if you're not dorming uh chances are by the time you hit 18 like a lot of doors that were previously locked are now unlocked you know because your parents think you're more responsible you're in college now right so you're an adult and uh you can just do so much more when all these doors to to let let's let's rephrase it let's not call it fitna let's call it let's call it opportunity right <laughs> good or bad <laughs> let's call it opportunity when all these doors of opportunity are open right in front of you what do you do right who is there to protect you who is there to look out for you do you know what the answer to that is allah allah right but what can be a means that allah uses in college, and let's say you are someone that doesn't have a community around you at home, you don't have a masjid base, you don't really have friends like that in your in your locality, who can you turn to? Is this rhetorical? At <laughs> yes, it is. The answer, the answer is the Muslim Student Association, <laughs> a.k.a. the MSA, a.k.a. every single brown Muslim boy's brunt of every joke that they make at this point, but... Aside from all the jokes, the MSA is truly, uh, you know, a, how do I put it? a safe haven for the college Muslim that is trying to avoid so many pathways to, you know, falling into things that they might not want to. But when it's right in front of you, it really, truly does take willpower, you know, to avoid it. And uh, I like to re- I like to think of the MSA as as a Muslim frat, right? Or a Muslim sorority, if you will. Oh, yeah. And like any Muslim frat or sorority, you know, they have the the catchy, like, acronym, right? Like the 
but what are the what are the famous like fractures like they're like sigma something right or greek letters like, right greek, we, greek letters or like like regular letters it'll be like abc you know z alpha T or something like that, right? So let me say you've never been classical. near a frat before. Have I've you? never. <laughs> <laughs> or Zeta, I don't know, right? Zeta, Sigma, Alpha, Beta. I don't know, but I could tell you're making this one up right now. <laughs> okay, I I don't know. I'm not any no frats are coming to mind, but uh, but you know you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. yeah so definitely. these these frats these sororities exist to form you know a sense of collectiveness within within the individual, right? Um. And and that's why they refer to themselves as you know frat brothers or like sorority sisters. Well, what better frat than the Muslim frat, right? That's because right. you have your own set of brothers, you have your own set of sisters. You know, brothers for the brothers, sisters for the sisters. <laughs> so I delve into that, but obviously you have you know people that you call your brothers and sisters, and you treat them as if they truly are your brothers and sisters. And what that means, what that entails is they look out for you, you look out for them, and you all treat each other as if you're part of the same collective. Rashidu, uh, just give us a summary of how your experience in college has been with the MSA as like your, uh, your little... Uh, little entourage to, to, to guide you or not guide you but like support you oh man okay so going into college I wasn't really like super practicing as a Muslim right but um honestly like the MSA is like you know you you go you flock towards what your identity is right so I am originally Muslim I you know I have Muslim family my family is practicing right so it's like all right I'll end up going to this club at some point so I go and these first impressions really matter and like this one guy, like, uh, like very dear to my heart, still to this day, right? He's, he was a senior at this time, and he he just came up to me and started asking me about what high school I, I'm from. You know, this stuff's not relevant to a, a college senior anymore, right? High schools, who cares, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, what high school are you from? Uh, like, what are you majoring in? You know, and as a freshman, you, you had this idea of what you want to major in, but who knows, right? But at some point. <laughs> and just like you want to go eat right that's one of the greatest things ever right because humans are so, really social like yeah. i feel like we like every single time you eat with someone that's like a, a closer bond yeah, yeah definitely unless you outright hate someone which i hope you don't <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah no there's definitely like categorizations of like of like your friend group like there's like the people that you can like hang out with because you're eating with them and like uh, the term is like drinking buddy, right? Someone that <laughs> yeah. someone that you like get a drink with. Obviously, in our case, it would be like getting tea with or like getting coffee with. But uh, you know, you, you get the you get the point, right? And it's just like that, right? Like, I've never felt so welcome in a community, honestly. Like I, and honestly, this is the an example of the ummah, right? Because because like they won't let you go hungry, you know. These guys won't let you go hungry. Like these, these older brothers are like, you want to go eat? I'm a freshman. I I was a freshman, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I I don't really have money, right? I I don't wanna I don't wanna go out and eat right now, right? It's like, no, what are you talking about? We'll spot you straight up. They don't know me. They don't know a single thing about me except that I'm Muslim and my name, and apparently what high school I went to. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, really. Like I've I've never, I've never been looked out for like that in a school, right? Right. Because in in public school, right, 
the teachers like they just teach and like let you like let you go right yeah um maybe if you join a club or something but there's not much to it right the adults don't really treat you like an adult they treat you like some kid and that but when you're in college everyone's an adult mm-hmm. everyone acknowledges each other as an adult and and yet they still have this like nurture for each other right it's not like oh you're a big guy you can handle yourself right yeah I, i've seen i've actually seen people like that like not like secular people secular groups where it's like yo if you can't pay for yourself i'll talk about right it's kind of <laughs> cold isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and, and not to overgeneralize obviously but just that like just like the feeling of like yo you're you're muslim i'm muslim you're younger than me you know you're my younger brother right you look out for each other and i touching on the public school part i guess like we've had a sort of different experience than like the typical because our high school had an msa and like it was pretty big at a certain point but you know of course um uh of course like your experiences change between between schools right so your college msa right now you've been you've been involved you know you've been heavily involved in it whereas let's say in high school that might have not been the case for a lot of people so and i think that's that's just the case for like a lot of people when they get into college like or or because because some people might see a high school as like a stepping stone to like get into college or like uh they might just see it as like you know school right but college is a lot of people because of like the culture we grew up in and like the media and all these movies about like college is the time of your life right you you do all the things you want to do in college and then your life sucks afterwards right a lot of people have this mentality and so they want to they want to truly live it up and actually do want to experience things rather than just let me cop my a's for the semester and uh, you should right but uh of course live right live your life um and and then and and don't just focus on on letters and and numbers getting back to the main point uh you've spoken a lot of good so far on the experience and the effect that uh the MSA has had on you right but a lot of people would say that it's actually a detriment right it's actually a harm that uh that that inflicts your iman um your your faith your uh, islam how you practice your faith uh it can it can be it can be uh what would you call it like a um like like a like like a facade right it can it can be a facade that leads you to uh to 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 bad deeds or or to evil or, or to bad influences what do you have to say for that or to those people that say these things i would say the bad influences is not really a it's not an issue for me personally at least right i feel like each each one of the people in the msa is they're all good influences i think the bad influence comes from within i think um i think it all starts with your intention right it all starts with like um like some people just do it just to do it right yeah and i feel like that intention we should give an example of what we're talking about oh yeah sure um let's say the bake sale right the the monthly bake sale (laughs) right um you know it gets kind of like it kind of makes you feel like you're obligated to do do something at some point right Mm -hmm. and i don't want like i don't think that feeling is proper i don't think this like idea that if you're not in the msa you're doing something wrong if you're not participating you're doing something wrong yeah like 
uh, like being hounded for like, hey, are you bringing anything from the bake sale? And then you're like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm busy, you know, or like maybe honestly, sometimes I'm lazy <laughs> and really? I feel I feel bad about being lazy. Right. Yeah, or, I can attest to that. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Um, but um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So um, the bake sale. Yeah, the bake sale being lazy or. Honestly, like life just happens, right? Life yeah. happens. Yeah. I want maybe I'm hanging out with my friends that day. Maybe I don't want to come into school that day, right? Yeah. Because I don't have classes some sometimes during those days, and you know sometimes I might show up, right? Mm-hmm. It's all variable. Each person's variable. Like you can't, you, like this kind of like structured role thing. It, it makes you feel like you're. It feels good because you're a part of something, but it makes you feel guilty when you don't pull up, like pull through with something, right? Yeah. And I, you know there's like a there's like a seesaw you really got to balance it yeah yeah um, definitely yeah I, uh, another crucial point that i wanted to hit on was just like the uh the variety of of values i guess you could say when when you uh when you enter you know this this organization or <laughs> this collective right oh yeah because not not uh not everyone belongs to a monolith right we're not all the same person we come from different experiences so Everyone has different values. And so based on the majority of those values, every single MSA and every single institution may um, may, may showcase a different set of values. And in my opinion, it's not, it's not completely right to just overall judge, uh, you know, a certain organization's, you know, outward appearance of, you know, these values, right? I'm not gonna go into specifics, uh, but I, if you if you kind of know the scene, then you kind of know of some of what I'm talking about, right? And I I think just like there 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 blossoms this superiority complex in in some of more conservative, you know, students, I guess, right? Because they may have come from a more uh, closed off background where they they were sheltered or uh, they were only surrounded by people that had the same set of values and principles and the same way of thinking as them. And so if they see something completely different, they might, you know, they, they might take it as like a personal attack maybe, or they might just see it as like, no, you're doing something completely wrong and I have to call you out for that. Or I don't know, so, something to that effect, right? And of course, if, if something, if someone is doing like something explicitly wrong, then advise them. Again, there's a, a set of guidelines for that. You don't just you don't just like rant on Twitter about this one specific organization or this one specific person that is giving you uh, bad vibes because of what they're doing in public. Do Do you have any any thoughts on that? Especially with Twitter, because I know you're you're way too active on Twitter. Oh, well, <laughs> not recently. I, but. I've been so active that I've have to go, I'd have to have gone inactive for like the past few months, yeah. right? It was too much for me, really. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there's a very toxic, even the Muslim culture on on Twitter. Like you could tell that that the average age of those Muslims are like our college MSA students. Honestly, <laughs> like you could just tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just definitely. For, just by the way that they're talking, like there's no yeah. nuance, right? Everyone's very like, and I think that's just something that comes with age right nuance yeah yeah no um, definitely i think um i think everyone just wants to feel that they're 
that their existence is justified, honestly. That's a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. Their their ideals and their existence is justified. And if theirs isn't, I mean, if theirs is, then others aren't, right? And that's a very problematic approach, right? Because there's so many people from all walks of life. If you, if you like, if you take any person, right, and their life and their story, right, you can make an entire, like, a blockbuster movie out of it, like, top tier, right? But that's, that's, that's the thing. thing. Everyone has, like, like these untold stories. stories. You can't really come at someone like that, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe the guy in the MSA who's, who's making uh, those tasteless four wives jokes, right? Oof. Ouch. <laughs> right? Guess what? Maybe maybe they didn't learn much about um, yeah. Islam. Maybe yeah. they know, like, that. Like, that's, like, a more like a trivia thing, right? Yeah. It's not really practical, especially in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> It's, it's just a, tri- it's like, like a trivia thing. Like, like that's, that's their knowledge of, like, that's part of their knowledge in Islam, Islam right? And, you Yeah, know, like, I get everyone has, like, an immature face. Yeah, like, and honestly, like, it's, it's, it's a little irritating to me, right? But that's because I need No, to me, to me too. Yeah, but <laughs> Definitely to the sisters on the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? Alhamdulillah, like, when that brother does that, he doesn't get, like, roasted around the spot. You know, not on the spot. Yeah, uh, no, take no. into a back room and then, yeah, and then <laughs> shots and, fired. And everyone in that, like, people are like, "Whoa, what's going on? no!" But it's really just like, can't, please, can you not do that? Right? It's very respectful. Like, I, I've seen it. Gotcha. It, it, or like, <laughs> I've been through it. I guess <laughs> it's very like they they make sure not to embarrass you. They make sure that your honor is maintained. And you know, even when even in the midst of like something that's like, oh man, I'm gonna get roasted, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, like getting, getting sent to the principal's office, office right? <laughs> right? If you get sent to the principal's office and the principal's just like, please don't do it again. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's not right. Yeah. There's people around. You're not, not really mad at the principal. You're not mad at anyone anymore, right? You you end up looking within yourself. Yeah. Right? You don't get defensive. You look within yourself. You feel as if, like, you feel like you did something wrong, right? You yeah. might have done something wrong. You might have made someone uncomfortable. And that's, I could say, outside of the MSA, that's yeah, yeah. just real yeah, life stuff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd give the example of like, let's say you're being scolded as a kid, right? Uh, and uh, I'll just use like the cliche example, of, like a father that you know, fathers, I guess, are tend to get more angry and or uh, are more likely to to outwardly discipline the child, right? Well, the mother is, um, you know, more nice and and more loving, right? Both ways, uh, you know, both methods are. are crucial to disciplining and and uh in guiding a child right but but let's say in one particular example the the kid did something wrong the father yells at him and says why did you do that you're an idiot you're stupid uh, and then get like a, a slap in the cheek or whatever right that kid is not gonna think that the action is wrong now he just thinks that doing it wrong in front of him and getting caught for it was wrong because he got punished for it very harshly whereas let's say uh, the mother she comes up to him. She says, "You know, why did you why did you do this?" And you know, she gives him like a a kiss to like say, "You know, you're not a bad kid. You just did something wrong." And uh, she explains to him very nicely of why that thing is wrong. Probably that kid won't do it again. Why? Because he doesn't want one. He now knows why that thing was wrong. But two, and my theory is that. This is probably the bigger reason in a lot of cases. He doesn't want to, want to let the mother down, right? He doesn't want to disappoint them because that's someone he loves. 
in in a similar fashion, if someone you you respect comes up to you with advice and they say very nicely, like, "Hey, don't maybe don't do this," um, yada yada yada, you're not gonna do it most likely because you don't want to disappoint them, even if you don't fully get the reasoning of why you shouldn't do it, right? Um, the MSA culture is 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 a really fascinating one because it's like multifaceted, right? And what I find very interesting is that every single country or every single Western country, right? Because Muslim countries don't really need an embassy. I don't even know if they have one. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, but every single Western country kind of has a variation, right? The, the U.S. has the MSAs, right? The I, I believe England has something called the ISOCs, the Islamic societies, right? And then Australia has MSAs. Do they call it MSAs? Uh, I believe so. I wouldn't be sure. I haven't looked into the Australian <laughs> young Muslim scene, really. <laughs> no, me neither. But, uh, yeah, like every single Western country has their variation. I mean, actually, even even like non-Western countries, like because uh, I remember one time there was a party. Uh, there, was a, there was a party of people from India that came um, to one of our local masjids. And the brother who was talking about a, his experience as a, as a college student in India, right? He was doing some sort of engineering and he uh, he was talking about like the MSA and like how he would uh, would, would try to like uh, like recruit people to like come with him to the masjid and like on retreats and, and stuff like that, right? So even in India, I, I think they, they have some at least, right? In, in some institutes. But yeah, it's just it's just a really cool phenomenon that I've, I've noticed in that it's not just like a U.S. thing. It's like a global thing. And I find that really cool that so many institutions have this one organization that um, that Muslim students can just turn back to. And Lord knows that every other group and identity has something like that, right? So we might as well have one to it and we might as well, you know, allow it to keep ourselves in check and, and to truly find that in a community that we can turn back to and 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 you, you know uh and collectively turn ourselves back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know follow his name properly and uh, inshallah after you know everyone graduates too i've seen a lot of that bond is is continued right where people go on trips together people literally like they're their best man at their weddings every bro like how many weddings just from like the alumni at your college have happened in like the past couple of years and all the MSA bros are invited to like that's that's just something cool right there yeah it's like it's it's like you watch your boys grow up right like that's <laughs> that's literally what it is and that's literally what it is and yeah it's just it's just something really cool that I wanted to at least dedicate an episode episode to because me and a lot of um our friends a lot of my friends a lot of the people that we hang around it's something that affects our lives, so it's it's a cool topic to just touch on. Uh, I do want to say one thing. Uh, in terms of the MSA, a lot of the a lot of the interactions in the MSA room is is straight up just learning manners, right? Manners, uh, and just dealing with people. It's a social environment, honestly, right? Like anywhere else, maybe introverted people learn how to how to uh, interact with large groups of people yeah. really well, there, yeah. right? Uh, but I will say a lot of spirituality, a lot of like the true gems, it comes from the events, right? Um, when you see these speakers, these are people that studied 
years yeah years like like some even decades right and they they come to your college right to speak for a few hours and they're not get, gaining much from this except for except the pleasure of Allah, right? Yeah, because bro, <laughs> Lord knows that our budgets are crap. Off. Especially, <laughs> bro, trust me. Because I, I was on the board for the previous year and inshallah for the upcoming year. Our, our budget is terrible. And and speaking to a lot of other people on, uh, on, on other MSA boards, their budgets are really bad too. Yeah, so these scholars really, like they, they really just, they, they don't, gain much right uh like monetarily <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and some of them do but they do right um and yet like i feel like every single time you you go into one of these lectures you ever see those halls those lecture halls yeah it's like more than any classroom like like yeah i don't even it's amazing like at this point the these like <laughs> these scholars should be teaching classes yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the college obviously like in a secular yeah. environment we can't but you know it's really it's really amazing like everyone like they go home they reflect they like they they just feel i feel like if they come out of this with their iman feeling uh secure yeah in peace uh i think that's the 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 best thing that can come out of this right yeah. it doesn't matter about all these rulings or whatever you learn right because you know there's different people different rulings that they follow right but it does come down to um like a strong sense of trust in Allah, I feel like. Um, yeah, and the action plan is important too. Yeah. Yeah, like because they're they, they all come with practical tips on, on how to you know showcase that and, and how to you know stay steadfast right. upon, on on your deen. Uh, your your point about uh, a lot of these scholars they do this so they can have the satisfaction of you know seeing people actually like benefiting from them, right? It reminded me of uh, something that happened this year. Um, because for a lot of our events, I was the one in contact with the speakers, right? So for for one speaker, he, he reached out to us actually. And um, and we finalized like a date for him and uh, and, and I got his number and, and I was the one like speaking to him directly. And, and yeah, it looked like it was, it was going to go down. And and then that's and then right after that, I finally hit him with um, with with a number, right, that we could get him as an honorarium and i didn't know he had a set price beforehand because he didn't mention anything right and and then that's when i finally hit him with we can pay you this amount for the honorarium and uh, um he didn't reply he didn't reply at the same speed that he usually did right he, he took he took a couple hours but i saw he saw the message because it was on whatsapp but he responded with Okay, uh, sorry, Achi, or this is the gist of it. Sorry, Achi, um, I won't be able to do the event because my uh, my standard price is blank amount. I'm not gonna say the amount uh, because I don't want to give any details of, of who this guy is um, at all. And uh, yeah, some MSAs that he's worked with in the past might be like, oh, you get you gave them an unfair discount, but not us or something like that. No, I don't want to put him in that position. But anyway, he said this is my standard price. Um, and I'm just sorry, I, I won't be able to do this event, uh, because I, I truly do value the, uh, the presentation that I've worked very hard on. And that's a respectable position. That's commendable. That's fine. Like if you have a price for what you offer for the product you offer, then that's cool. Like keep your price. That's completely fine. So I was like, 
Oh, all right. Um, uh, that's that's fine. Um, let's see if we can, like, from our end, let's see if we can try to find something within the budget and like talk to the administration and somehow, uh, get get a higher amount finalized for the honorarium. We come back with him. Come back to him. A few days later, and um, after a lot of discussions. The amount that we did get, it wasn't that much. It wasn't even like a quarter of his actual price. And I was like, no, this is an insult to even asking for it. So yada, yada, yada. I sent a very lengthy paragraph explaining our situation, explaining that this is what we can offer you, but I would feel ashamed even to even ask for that. So I completely understand if you don't want to do it, it's been an honor to speak to you, um, to, to have a discussion with you and you know what now? Like I was, I was very nice with the with the paragraph and very polite. And he he again he didn't respond like straight up after that. He took took a couple hours, a few hours to respond. And I believe it was a few hours. I'm I'm not actually sure anymore. But he he responded with another lengthy paragraph. And the gist of it was, no, you actually don't have to apologize. It's fine. I did some thinking. Uh, it's it's actually the right upon the audience and and you even um, and upon me as a student of knowledge to s attain that knowledge and uh, it's my duty and my responsibility to uh, spread that knowledge wherever I can see benefit in and so he accepted that price that we offered him literally less than a fourth of the price that is crazy you'll never get <laughs> I don't know anyone like outside a Muslim scholar that will take um well that will take that I don't know I don't want to call it disrespect but that will take that that much humility upon themselves because he had a standard price usually on like prices for a product there's no real haggling right it's it's kind of demeaning but mashallah shout out to, to him that he he accepted us and and we made sure to, you know, to truly treat him with, with the best service that we could for that event because uh, what he did, it really, truly touched our hearts and truly did mean a lot to us. Yeah, and honestly, the the way that these um, these speakers, they present themselves with, it's clear that they, they work on refining their intention every moment of the day, right? Yeah. And this, this, is, this is one of the biggest things as students we should be learning from this, right? There's so many lessons that come out, but one of the biggest ones is that, right? Intention, right? As an MSA member, as a as a student, right? As someone that shows up to the room like three, four times a day to pray, right? Um, it, at five. Well, fudge your time if you're at if you're at the MSA, <laughs> mashallah, man. But on with the average case, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe during finals. Maybe during finals, if yeah. you're like like low key sleeping in, in the in the <laughs> library, right? Um, but yeah, and then it comes down to the intention, right? These bake sales, let's say, are um, just fundraising. Uh, like money, like money gets to your head, right? Like you see the numbers, you're like, yeah, I feel good. We made this money. But it's not about you feeling good, yeah. right? The only way you should be feeling good, I mean, that's the goal anyways, right? Is with the pleasure of Allah, the, with, with the f idea, the notion in mind that, um, that this money will go towards helping Allah's servants, right? Right. Somewhere else in the world, that you won't even see them. But on the on the day of judgment, right, or or in in Jannah, right, they, they will thank you, right, right. They they 
that you won't you don't lose anything yeah through this right when you have these good intentions when you have this this yeah and just 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 on the subject of charity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you that if you give in charity Allah will give you something more in, in, in return exactly right whether it be literal money because there are cases of that or or something in, in the akhirah it's Allah will reward you with much more than what you gave right and so when you work and this is this is why the MC is great right because we sound like a promo or an advertisement oh come on man <laughs> <laughs> I've had my my rough days with the MSA. I've had my good days, right? But I will say that it has changed me as a better person. So I will do this promo if I want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But with this like good intention, right? Um. I I it's you can't really lose, right? You can't lose. It it drives people to attain the best within themselves. Uh, I feel like no one really regrets being helpful being a part of a system per se yeah um but maybe if it's like the intricate things intricate problems that they have right um it's not i i wouldn't say that it's uh it's as big i don't want to like degrade someone's experience of course yeah. right <laughs> but on average right I how do you invalidate my experience i have seen i have seen like very um non-religious people like they're they're the ones making the avan right they're the ones yeah. like you you walk in right they're the ones leading like like t- 10 guys in prayer right i've seen that happen i've seen it change uh, i've seen i've seen like you know once they got a cut on their arm they're like oh my god did my wudu break right yeah these these guys didn't care about that stuff before but now like because they have this brotherhood or sisterhood um <laughs> it, it's um and and this bond right yeah these bonds of good people uh, all these and successful in this world might i also add right yeah it's good networking <laughs> it's very good networking yeah yeah um, i used to hate networking but i think recently i finally saw the benefit of it because i don't know before i used to be like oh you're just talking to people that sounds fake but now nah, it's like you're just you're talking to people for the sake of it and along the way you get connections but you know Anyway, I don't want to drag this on oh, yeah. for too long. Um, in closing, I I pray that we can all attain this level of unity and attain this level of um, the, this feeling of collectiveness within this ummah, and uh, and to truly uh, further our our relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala through His creation. And I pray that we can all reunite in Jannah as brothers and sisters and to truly love one another for the sake of Allah and live for the sake of Allah thank you once again Rashidu uh, I know you had no choice in this matter to be on but I'm still very grateful and thank you guys for tuning in every single week we're on episode 11 guys going strong we're not stopping anytime soon <laughs> hopefully inshallah. hopefully inshallah hopefully and yeah keep keep coming back we're gonna keep making these uh whether you like it or not i like making them so i'm here i'm finally awake now so thank you shaquille i will be productive for the rest of my day thank you so much for all right we all benefited salam guys
bum bum bum